something that you had hit on was about tutors being mentors. I run my centers kind of like a big brother thing, big brother, big sister. For the students, I tell them like, you know, if you make a 95 or something on your test, then I'll end up doing a whatever TikTok dance that you want to do. So I end up doing a dance for them or I end up doing a dance with them and they'll come back, they show me a test and you know, my wife, she'll record it. So it's all about having fun with them. So they have an incentive like, oh, I get to dance with Mr. Tristan. Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I'm your founder and host, Nicole Christofferson. And I'm really excited to be highlighting education topic and series with my next few guests that we'll be releasing the episodes for. And today I have my friend, Tristan Thompson, who I met earlier this year, uh, who is a new father, new-ish father, um, and also a big advocate for tutoring and helping the youth with their education. So I'm going to let him do a little intro and background on himself and we'll get going so we can share a lot of important information with you about what we're doing to try and impact the future. Hi, everyone. Uh, Once again, thank you, Nicole, for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure and an honor to be on. I am Tristan Thompson, not the, (laughs) not that Tristan Thompson, not the one with the Kardashian. So I'm sorry. Tristan, right here. Other Tristan. It's the other Tristan. But uh, I'm excited to be here. just to echo a little bit of what Nicole said, I do own multiple tutoring club locations where it's a franchise based out of California. So right up your alley, Nicole. What we have is like um, a full service franchises that will help kids from kinder through 12. So from anything from homework and, and you know, SAT prep and IC prep and all of that. Um, so I'm very passionate about it. I started off as a tutor 15 years ago. Made partner at uh, 2324, the Pearland location that my aunt started. And then I bought my own in Allen at 25. And then me and my wife got married and and um, I bought in her hometown. That was her her gift for Mother's Day last year uh, in Cyprus. That is so thoughtful. What a great Mother's Day present to be able to help um, children in her hometown. Oh, yes. Yeah. So like no flowers over here, but <laughs> so... I'm not big on flowers, guys. So she's big on it. But I say, love, I have something even better for you. And then so she's so she's um, she's running and she's pretty incredible at it, actually. Amazing. So you guys are doing quite a bit of traveling. Yes. Yes. So then um, so as far as like she's pretty much ingrained in Cyprus and she helps out in Paraland as well. Um, So I do like the flying going to the Dallas location. So I go back and forth. And um, just checking in on the students, checking in on the staff, checking the temperature, make sure everybody's good. Um, so I've had students that have been with me for about five years um, at Allen. I've been able to see them, you know, really and truly grow up. So uh, it, it's been pretty cool. So I, I make sure that they know that I'm always involved and I'm there with for them. Well, and I'm curious just because I know that the administration and teacher body count and things like that in different school systems has had quite a bit of turnover um, I mean, having a student with you for five years, they must have pretty good relationships with the tutors. So, and it sounds like you do too, because that's pretty key. Yeah. You know, the tutors really do make or break you. It's, it's all about your staff and having your directors, education coordinators. So I have a whole team in place that is dedicated for the kids. Some are for the elementary, some are for the middle, some are for the high. So every, uh, for the high school students, so everybody is in their own lane. Mm-hmm. And so as far as with, um, with us, I don't like really a lot of staff turnover. And what makes us great is that a lot of my part-time workers are with me for two, three years. So I hire them seniors in high school or freshmen in college, and then I'll have them for 
three to four years. And that makes it pretty cool because they can establish those relationships and the with the kids and the kids know that they're not going to have somebody different every other day. Yeah. And that was one of my questions is like, where are you sourcing your tutors? And that's, I mean, they're high school students going on to junior college and colleges and stuff like that and staying involved with you for numerous years, which is amazing. Um, I think that's really important, the relationship that the tutors have. And that was, um, I think one of the things that kind of led me to go more the private route with finding a tutor for my kids most recently, because there was a lot of turnover and they weren't meeting with the same tutors in the centers that are nearby my location. So we've yeah. tried a bunch of different resources and I think I want to really delve into like tutor clubs have on-site locations, but I'm sure you guys are maybe facilitating some more, some remote still, or are you doing mm -hmm. tutoring as well? Like how many different avenues are you, um, you know, resource of means of tutors getting to students do you guys have? Sure. So with the pandemic, we've had to, we had to really shift, which is obviously, yeah, hey, like the entire world, we all had to adapt or, you know, you, we wouldn't make it. Uh, and so during that time, uh, and I have to give a, you know, major shout outs to our, our franchise leaders who, who went in and put our entire program that we do in person online. So Zoom became a big deal. I wish I would have invested back in, in 2020. <laughs> uh, so far as so we have a lot of our kids that do Zoom. So we had kids that, um, you know, we have kids that are all over, kids that moved. And, you know, they had the special relationships with certain tutors. So they still do uh, as far as uh, Zoom tutoring with their favorite, with their favorite uh, tutor. All you have to do is just send a link. They go through their homework, send an email, and, uh, and they go through it step by step, but still with their favorite tutors, no matter where they are in the world. Yeah. And pivoting like that and still being able to keep those connections and have these resources, I think is so priceless. And I do talk about that a lot um, with some of my guests and some of my um, friends and stuff like that in the community. A lot of people have negative connotations for technology, and I really see it being used so positively. Um, it just, you know, I mean, needs to be with the right professionals and in the right um, settings and things like that. But that's amazing that they're able to stay connected like that. Uh, lots of changes happening in the education system, a lot more stress and strenuous requirements on students and with assessments and things like that. What is the tutoring club doing? Like what kind of changes are you guys seeing coming up and what, you know, with regards to curriculum and students' needs and mirroring what the school systems are needing too? Sure. So, I mean, anybody that's like not in tune with technology now in 2023, it's like, uh, you know, you just got to get with the program. It's uh, it's been here. It's only going to continue to get bigger. Uh, most businesses like the way that we advertise that, you know, you just used to be, oh, just, you know, leave me a review or something like and which is still big. But when parents want to see our pictures, Instagram, uh, podcast, uh, things of that nature, YouTube channels, all the things that you have to be creative and you have to go with the times. This is where the students, this is where they've been grown up. <laughs> this is their, like, this is their social channel. Like, I mean, really technology is, has a lot of positive impact because you're able to positively influence students with your um, goals that you have with the tutoring club and what you're doing with the students and the outcomes and stuff like that. But yeah, it just has to be controlled. So I think it's a, an asset, you know, for us to be able to use it. And I also think there's sometimes when I tell my, children and I tell their teachers, they said, they're absolutely not going to come home at 4 PM after you've had them on a computer all day and get on and do their, you know, exactly. their remedial work or their tutoring or their, you know, practice work on a computer. Yeah. So, you know, we'll yeah. dedicate our time one-on-one -on -one or we'll have somebody else like a mentor or tutor 
working with them because I don't agree with them getting back on technology if you're using it that much in the classroom. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like burnout, you know, yeah. the, the kids are, you know, literally spending all of their time on the computer. And then that's like they're not having that type of communication. So that's what separates us. I'm more old school in that way is that I want to see how you think. I want to see pen to paper. Uh, and that's how all all the centers are ran. Yeah. Um, as far as how I train the staff, is that I want you to see how each kid, like, scratch paper. Like, most kids don't even know, like, what's scratch paper? It's like, no, you have to use scratch paper. I want to see how you process things. What is your, uh, you know, what is your what is your thinking when trying to solve this problem? And then, so once we get into dive into that, we can try to see where you're going wrong. Exactly. We can make corrections, and then and then help you even find a a uh, an easier path. So you may go you may go down one path to an answer, and it may take you two three minutes. Another path could take you thirty seconds. Exactly, and it's so funny because I was just working with my daughter, um, and we'll talk about online tutoring and getting connected and getting my kids connected with tutor club throughout the summer, because I'm going to have my kids stay kind of engaged throughout the summer. Um, but I noticed my daughter, um, was doing division with her tutor and I'm like the traditional way of doing division, you know, the line, you know, the line, <laughs> yep. going to this, which she's never been taught that. And I was flabbergasted like as a third grader. Cause I'm like, okay. And I don't know if you know this, but I have my master's degree in elementary education and I've mm -hmm. uh, and in literacy. So former teacher here 20 years ago, <laughs> quite some time, but I do remember what I studied. And I mean, all students process things differently and come to conclusions and answers differently. And so they're supposed to be able to utilize the path that's easiest for them or that works for their, how their brain functions. Right. And they're not being given that opportunity anymore. So having that extracurricular, that added tutor to help them understand it so they can solve it both ways is super helpful because they're really not taking the time to do that in the classroom anymore. Exactly. And I think that also with the pandemic, what you had is so many teachers that ended up quitting. <laughs> so even in a lot of our ISDs, there's a lot of open, um, there's, there's a lot of open teacher positions. And then so a lot of the teachers were overwhelmed because you can imagine, especially once we were going through the pandemic, it's like, you know, teachers were getting sick, you know, obviously from the kids that some of the kids that well couldn't even be vaccinated. And then some like, uh, you know, whatever happened to the parents that weren't vaccinated or some that were vaccinated and still got sick. So you had teachers getting sick, counselors. There was a lot of, there was a lot of adversity that had to be overcome and we had yes. to like learn how to get through it. And I feel strongly because I still, you know, with our youth ambassadors for Work Hard Small Arts that are in high school and some of them that are in college, um, I still see our young adults wanting to be educators. And I still, I really strongly believe there are a lot of young adults who want to be more involved in the education system. And there are a lot of teachers who probably should phase out because they haven't overcome yeah. this adversity or yeah. adapted to our new needs of the children yeah. um, in the classroom. So um, I think there's a little shift that's still going to have to take place. And I don't know how long that's going to take. I do have faith in the education system because a lot of my friends' children, like I said, are sophomores and juniors in college and their friends are still wanting to become educators. And so mm -hmm. it gives me faith, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, um, I know it'd be really hard for me to go back into the education system. It's been a couple decades. Um, and now being a parent, my perspective is really different. Right. So, you know, how has your perspective changed since becoming a father? Because you've got a <laughs> toddler on your hands now. Yes, I, yes. 
Yes, I have a two-year-old, and and like you said, I mean, your your whole perspective changes because you look through as the eyes, you know, of a parent for so long. I used to sell and I used to talk, and was able to connect with the parents, but they used to say like, "Hey, I know you care, but do you have your own kids?" I never could, I never could make that type of connection because I didn't have my own. I, even though I was like, I treat yours like my own. But now that I have mine and I'm like, okay, it's a whole different ball game. It's like, and so when you're a part of the the cool club as parenthood, it's like, now you see, you see that, you know, there's nothing that you won't do for your child. And your main goal as a parent is to make sure that your child is safe and happy. And then, so, and then when you are, uh, then now you, you're in a teacher realm and now you're teaching other people's kids. And they say like, oh, do you know what it's like? It's like, yes, I know what it's like. And I know how like you're, you have that trust and have to trust somebody else. Cause like with my son trying to get, like having him to talk, it's like, you know what? Sometimes with dad, he wants to play. <laughs> he wants to play and he just wants to like, no, no, no. I want to run around and I have to trust and like take him to the speech therapist. You have to have design time to where you talk because with me, you see me as dad and play. Exactly. Yeah. And advocating for that and what his needs are, you know what I mean? And what you're not able to fill because you do want to be the dad. Like, I just want to be the mom. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, exactly. I, I know they're not going to perform for me like they are for another one. So I actually don't even call. I mean, we have tutors, like academic tutors for my daughters for math and such. Um, but I have, you know, afternoon help with my kids because I do run two real estate teams and mm -hmm. I work hard, small, large, which the kids mm -hmm. are a part of. But I call our afternoon help, like babysitters, helpers and mentors. Because yep. they're mentoring my children. They're able to sit down with them if I'm not at home that one day to be able to work through the spelling words and do stuff. And I look at tutors like mentors. You know, they're re really able to create that personal connection because I, going back to happy, healthy learning environment, I always say this in every meeting with um, my daughter's teachers or when I'm talking about the education system and what it's been like for us to relocate to a new area and a new school district. Mm -hmm. uh, I always say, like, are they in a happy, healthy learning environment in their classroom? Is this the right educator for them? And if it's if they're lacking in one or the other, like, how can I help my daughter advocate for herself? Or how can I help them understand that just like in the real world, it's not going to be perfect in every classroom. You've got to find your 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 place in it. And you've got to show yeah. kindness and you've got to always try hard, you know, always work hard, always smile large um, mm -hmm. Know that some teachers are going to be a perfect fit for you. And some are going to be a little more challenging because it might not be as happy for you in their classroom, or they might have a different personality than what you were used to in kindergarten or first yeah. grade, you know, um, and it really helped us. Like I talk about it a lot in my community and I talk about it a lot with my friends and I had a friend come over last night um, and she's got a little one going into kindergarten and she's got one that's in first grade. And she's asking me from like third grade, fifth grade perspective, like, what's it like, what are the teachers like, you know, how does it change? And and it's really fun being able to communicate with people and talk to them and be a resource for them. And I think Hard Smile Large just opened up that platform for me in our community. And I hope it does across the, you know, the nation and even the world, because I feel like school has a community and the parents have a community and not all the time is the school community and the parental community super connected anymore. And again, it takes some time for us to overcome what happened in the last few years um, and what really created that divide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I strongly believe that if the people in the community come together and we talk about, you know, our differences and what's working and what, what needs to be done and how we want to get involved and help. I mean, heck, a lot of us are willing to donate our time and our resources, you know what I mean? To, to come in and help in any way possible, you know, outside of the classroom to help the school environment. And I think that's going to be really where it makes a difference. And it sounds like 
your tutoring club environments and your involvement in them, you know what I mean, is, is the heartbeat. And yeah. students are the heartbeat. The families are the heartbeat of a school. Teachers don't have a job if they're not there. Like there's a heartbeat of the school. And I think the teachers are there to create a happy, healthy learning environment to help that heartbeat be strong, right? And carry it grade to grade. Exactly. And then something that you had hit on um, was about tutors being mentors. And so it's more, I, I run my center. It's kind of like a big brother thing, big brother, big sister. We and have a big personality. We're going to get it out of you on this episode because you're super entertaining. So I bet when you're in the centers and working with your tutors, they can't find them. Oh, oh, believe me. It's like, uh, so for, for the kids and for the students, I tell them like, if, you know, if you make a 95 or something on your test, on your math test, then I'll end up doing a, whatever TikTok dance that you want to do. So I end up doing a dance for them or I end up doing a dance with them and they'll come back. They, they show me a test and, you know, my wife, she'll record it because she's a TikTok queen and all that other good stuff. So it's all about having fun with them. So they have an incentive like, oh, I get to dance with Mr. Tristan or like I get to hear him sing. So I end up singing to them. It's like I do all types of things. So it's it, it is a whole lot. It is a whole lot of fun when I'm actually in the centers because the kids really do give you energy. And you're mentoring them. Like not every educator can give that individualized attention to their students, you know, and connect with them on that level. Like find what makes them tick or will make them perform. And they try their best. But I mean, I know as being an educator, it's hard. Um, so that's really awesome. I mean, I can't, I don't doubt that you're pouring love into your tutoring center. Miles <laughs> out of those students. Uh, yep. We're going to do a little sidebar here. So Tristan and I met in February um, as judges for the Miss Houston pageant. And it was my first experience. And so um, I was just going to share like my one takeaway. I remember meeting you. You took the time. The Miss Houston uh, panel was on one side of the room and the Miss Teen Houston panel was on the other side of the room when we were doing the interviews for um, the contestants. And they stood up, all the Miss all the Miss Houston pageant judges stood up and came over to our table and just introduced themselves. And I just remember you trying to get a smile out of each person you introduced yourself to. And I can only imagine that like effort, right? And like, just mm -hmm. look out of your way to come over and make all of us smile, all of us connect and make sure we weren't divided in that room. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. we all kind of get along, getting to know each other. It was really awesome. So um, it's just, I know it's who you are and I think you're in the right place with these tutoring clubs. Like um, what's the difference? Cause I know you're super involved with like your, with tutor clubs and what, mm -hmm. how you're running them and what you're doing and how you've been taught to run yours. And, and other tutoring centers. Cause I know there's other different types of tutoring centers. I mean, I think I went to Kumon in <laughs> grade because I'm a horrible test taker. I still am. And I'm oh, yeah. that. like, I have come to peace with it. Like even taking my real estate exams or my broker's exam in California, I went into it with the same nerves that I did in sixth and seventh grade and in college. And I did great in college. I got 4.0, like got out of there in three years, did fantastic, but I still get really nervous. And if I know I have the opportunity to retake a test, I go at it as nervous as I can the first time, knowing I have a second opportunity to retake it, which is, you know, I know that's there. And if not, I'll study more, but it's so, it's just who I am. Uh, Nicole, I cannot, I cannot wait uh, for you to, I have to send you the link that Rachel had made about like the whole thing with Kumon. Cause there was something that was going viral on TikTok and it was one of the things mm -hmm. like um, the, for asking her kids, uh, like, did you do your Kumon? Did you do your Kumon? Kumon, come on, come on. And all that other good stuff. I don't know. How, I don't know if you've seen it, but then in the in the comments sections. So this is where you, you start to see me. Like now, you're gonna start to see funny Tristan. Let's go. So now you so you see in the comment section, it was just like, oh my god, I remember from from people that had previous experiences, and they were like, oh yeah, I remember going to Kumon and just 
wanting to die every single time that I saw that I walked to the front door. And then it's like, oh, those worksheets made me want to run. Get your packet. Get your packet. Get your packet. Oh, my God. And so and so I've had 40 customers in the past year that have switched over from Kumon. And then so it's first of all, so I'm going to send you the link that Rachel had. I want to see it because it's different strokes for different. Like every child learns differently. Some kids learn really well that way, but it's not yeah. a one size fits all for academics and for learning styles. Yeah, like no, if you if you don't spend the time to to actually meet with each and every student and see where their needs, like I had, um, that's why I apologize. I started off a little bit slow, but yesterday I had like three, four appointments with new new clients, and one of them, so one of them was a uh, sixth grader, and he's coming in and he's like, I went to uh, test masters or whatever, and it was a big group, and it was a group that was like around ten to fifteen kids per teacher. And it was like, it's just like school again. He's like, I didn't like it. And then so then I'm like, okay, well, do you see like the way we're different? It's like two to three kids per table. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about what do you like? And like, why do you, why do you want to come to tutoring? Well, my dad said, if I don't do tutoring, then I won't be able to play cello next year. So that was his incentive. But, you know, getting the time to take, to take, you know, to actually talk with him. And actually see that, oh, what is your incentive? Why do you want to do this? And another kid I talked to, he's like, oh, I just don't want to have to go to summer school because I don't want my I don't want my friends to think I'm stupid because I'm about to go to I'm about to fail. Mm -hmm. And so it's those little things to where the kids have to feel like they have a say. And then it's so it's like and they want to feel heard. And I said, you come in here, talk with me, talk with Rachel, talk with the staff. Let's see what type of personality you are. What are you a cut and dry? Let's get to the point. Um, are you a, do you need a cheerleader? Like, oh my God, you did so great. Like, I freaking love you. <laughs> you're like, you're doing great. You're awesome. And they're like, oh, you do love me. I love you too, Mr. Tristan. Yay. So it's like those type of things. And it's to where that shows more because I always say like, we are more than just tutors. Like I like going to the kids events. Like I go to baseball games. I go to recitals. Um, one of the kids like I've had since sixth grade. I'm going to Arcanciata. <laughs> so it's um, in August. So it's one of those like where I say you become a part of the family. And I really, truly mean that. And that's why I'm very selective, too, by the type of parents. I meet with the parents and meet with every kid just to see what type of personality you are and what type of person you are and who you want to be. So I think that's so amazing that you're proactively doing that because I don't come on strong with teachers or anything. I let them do their job initially and see how my my children fit into the classroom or whatever. And then I always like to meet with them and say, hey, I know my kid's learning style. They really need to know we're a team. Yeah. It's family, the teacher, the student, right? Like we all, they, my daughter needs to know that we are collaborating with one another mm-hmm. and that we're doing with each other because I'm sitting with her at home and you're in the classroom with her. And I know that's really what helps her tick. You know what I mean? Yep. I always actively try to create that, um, relationship early on in the year, not too early. You know, I like to see how it goes because um, they may do it in, on their own. They may be that style of teacher that wants to communicate and share, you know, a little bit more about your student and what their pros and, you know, strengths and weaknesses are and stuff. And some teachers are a little more behind the scenes and just go through the motions, which that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really important that you as the tutor and as the mentor are reaching out to the family to get to know them too. Yeah, because it takes a village. It really does. And and you knowing that as a parent, you want to be Superman, Superwoman for your kid. 
and to do anything and to do everything. And it's just not possible. You can't be everywhere. You can't do everything like you, like you said, you have, you're had a lot of avenues. And you also want to be a, a great parent and you want to be a teacher to your kid. But sometimes you're like, oh, you know what? Sometimes you're just tired. <laughs> I just want to come home and make dinner with them and hear how their day was and not battle them to do their spelling words or get on and finish their project. Exactly. And, and exactly. it creates a better relationship because whatever they're not able to do or complete while they're at school or on campus or whatnot, you know what I mean? I just, right. I like having a mentor and me being able to come home and be their parent when I'm able to do that. I, I stay involved in all their academics and I stay in tune with their tutors and stuff. And, and additionally, their tutors will text me like the day of their exams or things like that, little positive messages to give to them and things. And I just think mm -hmm. it's really, really important, you know, oh, yeah. you yeah, have some is to mentor your children, you know what I mean? To help you yeah. not be the person screaming at them to do their work. Exactly. I definitely want to touch on that as far as like when you come home, you know, you want to be you want to be completely relaxed. You know, we have so many different hats that we have to put on. You know, you know, you wake up and, you know, you're you're a spouse, you know, you know, um, I'm a brother. I am a I'm a son. And then next, you know, like I'm a tutoring club owner that I have to be director, mentor, all of that. And then at the end of the day, you just want to come home and just chill with your kid. Mm -hmm. And so like with Phoenix, with my son, it's like after a long day of being cheerleader and being a teacher and all of that, I want to come in. And so right now, I'm so glad he's got off of the Zootopia and the Moana and, you know, and all that with Disney. And now he's like, he's Black Panther. Like he loves Black Panther. So that is his thing. So like now it's like, hey, let's like run around. And I got him like a big, um, you know, Black Panther, like a stuffed stuffed thing. And he absolutely loves it. And so I'm like, I just want to chill with my child. And like what you had said earlier, you just want to hang out. With you know what though? They need it for their mental health. Their social emotional is so important. And I think we made learning so rigorous in a lot of circumstances. You know, they're always teaching to the test and always, you know what I mean? Compared, yeah. compared to one another. And I think that's what the media puts out there too, you know? Uh but I think their mental health and their social emotional is so important for us to continue to foster. I mean, that's our job as parents. And yeah. we hope that the education system is doing the same too. Um, but allowing your children that time to relax their mind, uh, yeah. hear the love in or let, let the heart, you know, what's hurting them out. And I think that's, what's really important because I think mental health and, you know, awareness of that is very yeah. important right now coming out of what we've gone through in the last few years. I hate saying the P word anymore. I hate giving any, yeah. yeah where we're at because I feel like we always need to learn how to overcome adversity. I didn't yep. get to I'm at without having challenges. And I want to get, I want children. I want all of us to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Had we not had our lives rattled like that, we wouldn't be persevering like we are now and working so hard together. Um, and so like what, like, I mean, don't you see yourself just being a positive influence on their mental health as well, day in, day out while you're involved with them and even with your son. You know, and and one of the things that is an age old stigma when it comes to men is that we shouldn't be emotional and is that we shouldn't we like we have to just take it all in and just keep it there. Lordy Lord, I had a more <laughs> and you have not met my husband yet, but you will one day. And he does a lot and he's making a big impact in this world in healthcare. But I have a daughter who's in middle school and she walked out the door today to get on the bus with her normal little attitude. She didn't have time to get ready and she's the sweetest little thing. Then he came back and he goes, man, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I'm like, do you not to get her ready? I'm like, you just got to wait by her at the door. And he's like, I just, I'm losing her, babe. 
getting emotional. I don't know. It's just happening. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, all right, babe, let it out. Let me sit here for a little bit. Let's talk about it. But yeah, <laughs> that you're vulnerable like that. And I think yeah, it's, really, yeah. it's really important. Yeah, it is. And, and then it's so for men, it's like you have to, you know, you have to be in touch with that because it actually makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. And then that's what helps like your mental health just having smiling more and that's like when you had said like when you first met me and i'm glad you brought that on you have to work hard you have to smile large you know you have to and and i think that when you had said that about how we met is that and that's why i want i want everybody to relax chill smile Mm -hmm. enjoy yourself okay and and i think that that is the the problem that with so many people like in in the world now they're too serious you know, it's just like, you know, I want to go, I wake up and do the same thing and go to the work, come by, say hi to my kids, eat dinner. And just or they're too, they're too uncomfortable, like they're, they're not comfortable being themselves too, right? And sharing right. that. You don't know what's right or wrong anymore. Everybody's so cautious. Just be authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. If you have intention and you have positive influence or, you know what I mean? You have positive intention. Like it's be yourself. Exactly. And then and then I think that's where everybody's trying to find themselves. And that's why I have a lot of students that have I have students now that are like 15, 16 years old, already transgender. I have students that are trying to find themselves as far as having outlets to talk to of coming out to their parents, Um, you know, and as far as like, I don't know how to tell my dad uh, I'm a girl and I like a girl and he's very religious and we're in Texas and things of that nature. And then so to have that open floor plan to where you could say like, okay, this open space to entrust. Okay. Let's talk about this. First of all, thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for, um, cause this is something that is, that, that is so deep for you. And I appreciate that, that you, that you trusted me to, to discuss this. So do you want to have the true discussion or do you want me to just be a PC discussion? And then let and leave it and let them go ahead and try to navigate it towards that. And they say, I don't want PC, Mr. Tristan. Give it to me raw. Like, talk to me. Like, what do you think? Okay, no bullshit. Let's go. All right, what do you think is going to be your father's reaction when you say this? I think that he's going to disown me. I think he's going to hate me. I think that I am going to bring dishonor to my family. And I think that it's going to make me want to kill myself. Oh, it's horrible. Like, I, don't, yeah. I, I hate hearing that. Like Angela was on and, and I have some other friends that gone through some similar experiences with suicide and stuff. And I think that's really, we need to prevent that. And I think awareness, um, is, is very important. I, I'm glad you're being a resource for them because they need to get it out and there's resources to help children through this. And I don't see families disowning children. It's going to be hard for both parties. Right. Yeah. Uh, they need some, they need help. They need strength from other resources to help them get through it and understand it. But that's amazing. You're doing that. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I get really passionate. Need everything, this. You know? Yeah. Because so many kids feel powerless, like they don't have a voice. And then they already imagine when you imagine things in your head and adults too, when you imagine things in, in your head and worst case scenarios, usually that's what our brains can, can go to. What, Worst that can happen. Not what's the best that can happen. What is the worst that can happen? And then you start spiraling from things that may or may not even happen. And then so with them, and you know, and that's helped me to come to like, you know what? I need to, I need to go back and talk to Rachel about this. I need to go back, my wife. 
I need to go back and talk to my mom about this. I need to tell a parent like, hey, you said this. I don't agree with it because I don't think this is knowing your child. This is not probably what's best for your child. So respectfully, I'm going to push back on this. And then having those hard type of conversations because the kids need more advocates. And then sometimes they and, you know, they're you know, they're being bullied like first graders because everybody we live in a comparison world. And everything you're compared. Are you reading at a level B, a level A? Are you a gifted and talented, or are you are in a 504 program? Are you getting pulled out of class? Do you have this kind of water bottle, or do you not? You know what I mean? Yeah. What shoes are you wearing? It's it's, exactly. it's been around for a long time. It's just hyper focused on now. You know, everybody's differences and comparisons, and yeah, it's just it's excessive yeah yeah we just it's just a lot it's way too much for kids and then they put too much pressure on themselves and then they just end up um i use the word a lot it's spiraling because once it starts it just goes so then you know you have so many parents who come to me like my kid is usually happy and now it's like i can't tell you probably about six out of ten parents that come to me and call say their kids are depressed mm -hmm. and, and most of it is because you know they're struggling in school which then affects your mental health and the fact as your personality changes mm -hmm. you were like that joy that you used to have because i'm like look guys your effort you know what i mean everything like the kids is a nine to five like school is a nine to five <laughs> that's your job so if you are struggling in your job all day you're gonna be pissed off you're gonna be upset you're going to pout you're gonna cry you're gonna have outbursts it's my, that's my favorite thing to tell my kids i'm like this is your only job only job you have to do if you don't do your job, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail. So if yeah. you don't want to go to school, I'll just go drop you off at, at the police station right now. I was like, yeah. because I don't know, you get to go see your friends and eat lunch with your friends. Like I get to see my friends when I have time for it, but like you get to do it every day. You get to yeah. work in a classroom, you can be together. Like, come on, like you're in, an, you gotta, gotta get into this and understand that it's, it's necessary um, mm -hmm. and that it's, gonna pass and you're gonna have your lunch dinner time and your weekend and your summers like we don't get summers off you know i was exactly. just trying to get all the positive stuff but i'm not gonna lie i had dropped my children off at the police station before <laughs> you know what and i and, and i am sorry i will be honest they did not I go into the police station but it made an impact it really did it was like it was very serious they didn't believe that i would do that it's funny, and I told and I told Rachel like Phoenix is two now, but he's a man. So like, and I'm gonna treat him like a man, and it's like he needs to start pulling his weight. He needs to start working. Okay, so that's why I'm like, okay, you know, you're beautiful. We're gonna take pictures of you. You're gonna get like endorsement deals, and I gotta pay those. You gotta do something. So this is why I'm explaining it to him already. And yeah, so, yeah, this is your job. So I can apply to you for that because so many parents have, think um, <laughs> they just bluff, and the fake threats do nothing for the kids. Nothing. Because then they're like, oh, well, mom's been saying the same thing, that she's going to kick me out the house for the last two, three years, or gonna, not going to give me this. And and the kids, they, they know it. And they're like, oh, mom's full of shit. So when I overcame it. Like, I realized I realized when my daughter was in kindergarten, so this is, oh, my gosh, so long ago, because she's in sixth grade now, six years ago, um, I realized what it was, why she didn't want to be there. And we worked on that, right? So by me being straightforward and addressing the situation head on, like, freight train and dropping off at the police station and driving to the other side of the parking lot. Um, <laughs> That's still hilarious. I was sorry. Her baby sister in the car. How old was she? She was in kindergarten. So fifth, fifth, five. Yeah. Um, but again, my children, I'm very communicative with my children. It's not like, you know what I mean? We talk and they're, 
they communicate very well. So she understood that it was very serious that she didn't want to be at school and that she was fighting and she that day would not. I mean, I was like, had to drag her. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, but I found out what it was. She had anxiety and was very shy. And yeah. so what brought out was she was able to communicate with me because she realized my frustration and my fear of not being a good parent and taking her for her job to go to school. She wanted to share with me her feelings too. And so we got really to the root of it through the, you know, yeah. the approach that I took. Um, yeah. And then we worked on that. We got to school before school started. You know, was your husband started. on board with that too, as far as like dropping them off? He was, it's frustrating as a father. And I, you know, we've had to overcome that as husband and wife too, because um, I was aware that there was something deeper than we, we weren't going to be able to control, right? We had to get help and figure out how to solve this because she had this, she wanted to be there first and observe everything that was going on and not be the one walking in last minute or us rushing her in. And it went yes. for school dropping off in the kindergarten line. It went for any activity we went to, any soccer game, any ballet or whatever, we had to make a conscious effort to get there 10 to 15 minutes before it started. So she was, could go at her pace to get out of the car and get her things and get in yeah. and get comfortable and, and be there and assess the, the environment changing as more people came and stuff. And mm -hmm. Easter, the families, I mean, we, even our family, like we couldn't walk in, we have a big family um, and we couldn't be the last ones to walk in. Like we had to get oh, there and help set up and do stuff. And, and over time it helped her. Like it really did. And I put, I got, kept her busy, busy as all get up. I mean, in everything after school. So she didn't have time to sit and stew and be worried about things. We were super yeah. involved. Um, but again, I, we, it got to the root of it by me being kind of wild and bringing her to the police station and doing that. Well, uh, I think, I think you have to think outside the box a lot of times, not only as a parent, but as an educator and whatever it is that you do. And I turned, I turned to her physician and said, Hey, this is what I'm going through. I'm worried about her health, like her stomach, like she's this, the stress that she has and we're trying things and so she put me in touch with the child like a family therapist and i mm -hmm. this this is my big secret i did not tell my husband mm. and both my children were in on it i said hey guys we can't tell dad because you know dad thinks everything you know we don't need doctors or help or anything like that let's <laughs> let's just do this together and so my oldest was uh it was probably around you know later in her kindergarten year first grade year um, and my little one was three years younger than her. And they're like, all right, mom, let's do it. You know, so we would go and Luella would do play therapy and talk to somebody. And then she'd bring my other daughter and I in and we'd talk about it. And it was super short lived. There were a few months that we did it. She goes, she's good. Like I've seen all of them. You guys are good. She got it out. You guys got the tools. And that's the mm -hmm. way to You know, and you know what? And I think that, you know, and you had touched, you had touched on something. And I really want to elaborate on that as far as seeking help. It doesn't, it does not make you less of a person for, for seeking out help, for, for having somebody else, a different voice, a different technique, a different strategy, because pride and ego are the killers, you know, to so many people, businesses, so forth and so forth. And some people will like, I would rather be in the grave and die knowing that I was right <laughs> instead of just going out and just seeking somebody else. And I'm like, no, because I, I mean, I had to go through therapy and, and like in and, and talking with somebody and having different perspectives, different outlooks. And then I think that's very important. So I definitely applaud you doing that because a lot of people don't fight, especially for their kids. And you say, like, listen, my ch my kid is getting sick. They're getting nauseous. They're getting anxiety. You have to do you have to be. You have to try anything. I mean, any, you have these survival skills. And, you know, I. Didn't feel like I was deceiving my husband, but I felt like I was trying something that I needed to know was going to have a positive impact before I could really change his mind. 
Um, I made sure that I tried that first. And I talk to a lot of my friends now. I mean, this is six years later. I have friends whose children, you know, um, pull back a little bit on things or are showing the same symptoms as Luelle. And if they come and talk to me, I'm like, hey, let me tell you the story, like what I did and like what helped. Mm-hmm. This is what I did. You might not have to do that because what I learned is that she just had to get there earlier. She had yeah. to be more prepared. I couldn't be rushing out the door, driving 50 miles an hour to drop her off at first grade. You know what I mean? Throwing her lunchbox at her or whatever. Like I had to make sure we were calm going to school. We were calm going into certain scheduled events and things like that. And that really made a difference. So why don't you try that for a little bit and see if it helps, you know, and I'm, I'm able to see yeah. my experience. And I think that's a lot about like what I do when I try to do these events in my community and with other families and adults. I mean, I invite the soccer team. I invite everybody to everything that we're doing because I want everyone to be able to collaborate and talk. We are all going yeah. like, we all have our own lane. We stay in and our own path we drive on. But guess what? We can all learn from each other. And when our see us at barbecues and soccer games and whatever, talking about our things and sharing with each other um, our similarities and our differences and things like that and laughing, um, I we are inadvertently, inadvertently teaching them how to do that themselves in their social groups. And that's what yeah. I think really needs to happen. I think our children and the youth need to have the tools to be able to talk about things with each other um, and be able to network and collaborate in a setting and and move forward and work on things together and not rely on adult to tell them how to do it or to talk to them yeah. about it. I think they, they can really learn from us now mm-hmm. and be stronger communicators and advocators of their needs and you know their their likes, yeah. you know, their um, hobbies, right? Their goals. Let's just like mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. And the kids are so perceptive and and you know and they like to mimic what they see. Um, whether it's television, internet, phone, whatever it is that they're going through, they like to mimic. That's that's kind of like where, that's what they know. So when they see other people, like a community, that's what I like essentially what you were describing, a community of people that are coming together and they're having like productive conversations, smiles, um, you know, and just being able to, um, you know, from different walks of life, no matter where, wherever it is that you're coming from, no matter what is like your, you know, tax bracket, whatever, none of that even matters. It's just having seen their parents and seeing others smile, having a good time, eating, joking, laughing. And that is what we need in our, in our world more. We need to get learn and grow from each other. And for me, it's uh, progression, not perfection. And that's how I try to live my life. It's how I try to preach to my students is like you will never be perfect but it's all about progression and progression looks different for everybody and some people say well i want to lose 50 pounds and they lost 30 and they're like that's like i need to get my weight but that's still progression you're still that's a that's a whole lot and you have to applaud what you've done no i agree and that's what's happened with my children too you know what i mean it's it's i always say practice makes and i let them fill in the blank and they always say perfect Mm -hmm. Like we're not trying to be perfect here. We're just trying to keep growing and learning, right? Work hard, smile yeah. large. Like I used to say that all the time. Like practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. And you know what I mean? That the perception of being perfect is is great. You know what I mean? But to be realistic, yeah. you know, we're trying to progress. We're trying to get better. You know, we're trying to put in the hard work so we can smile large. And um, that's yeah. awesome. I love I love your mantra and your life motto. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you. So we'll stay in touch. And I really, um, I'll give everybody your uh, resources below in the description so they can connect and maybe find a tutor virtually here in Texas that they could work mm-hmm. with in the summer. Um, there's a lot of different tutoring sites, but 
what I want to tell my listeners right now, what I want to tell our community right now is who your tutor is and how they connect with your family and communicate with your student and really help um, hone in on their learning styles is so important because a tutor is more than a teacher. They're a mentor. And I think it's just so important um, for us to support our children, not just inside the classroom, but outside of the classroom too. Um, it's, you know, consistency is key and happy, healthy learning, happy, healthy learning environments are um, ultimately what we all strive for and what we all want to try and provide our children and the youth that we inspire. So I love what you're doing and it was really great getting to know more about it. And I'd love to have you back on and um, talk more about where we, where we've worked towards and what we've achieved um, in our goals and stuff like that in the future. So let's do it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um, if you're you or your wife or your son want to come to any of our events, they're usually hosted in Austin or in California, but I hope to get more going throughout the nation and kind of be able to have events replicated uh, for work hard, small, large. So make sure to uh, get you those and keep you guys included in that. So hopefully we can get our families together soon. Definitely. Get some barbecue. Coopers. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> we love socializing and I would love for you to meet the kids and stuff like that too. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your passion for Tutor Club and your family and making um, a better future for our children. I'm just super excited for you and we'll get everybody your information. Have a great Thank you, Nicole. Work hard. Smile large. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast, where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our daily lives. In each episode, we'll delve into the benefits of positive mindsets, hear inspiring stories, and provide tips for cultivating smiles all around us, highlighting healthy habits and living a full life while giving focus to various lifestyles that shine bright in this world. Help spread work hard, smile large in your community by coming together, pouring into others, and inspiring the youth to become WHSL ambassadors too. Sit back, relax, and get ready to embrace the work hard, smile large vibe.